your favorite podcast, The Pastors, Pastors, Pastors of Pain. I know last week uh, we were uh, we were one pastorless uh, because yeah, I was the, I was gone. Whoa, you you uh, yeah you were gone. You weren't just gone, gone. You didn't get uh, you you didn't just depart from us and leave us. You you weren't went, just gone, gone. Yeah, he was out. Yeah, Father Brian O'Brien was out on a retreat last week. So, in the words of one of the great uh, greatest TV shows of the eighties, maybe it was the seventies. Welcome back, boo doo, and then the dreams that you're looking at. Boo-doo. College welcome back, doo doo. What? Yes. What? No, uh, yeah. So, w- welcome back, Father Brian O'Brien. It's good to be back, Father Kerry. Uh, well, let me let me. Uh, uh, I'm going to give the uh, the people three options for where you went last week. You went either A, you got called up to the majors. And, All of my uh, people know where I went. Uh, well, maybe I told them. The, the people in far outland don't know. The people maybe unless they follow me on Facebook, then they know. Oh uh, well, uh, that means there's only old people that know. Old oh, people ooh. are dominating Facebook right now. <laughs> so you didn't get called up to the major leagues. You didn't get to negotiate peace between uh, Ukraine and Russia. Ooh, ooh. Uh, where'd you tell the good people of God where you went and why? And why did you go? Because behind it is a very specific purpose. Yeah. So I went on uh, my law. my annual retreat. Uh, so in the in hey, the seminarian and hey, priest. Don't, don't retreat. Run forward. I Run I, forward. I was brother. I was going forward by going backwards. Oh, got it. Oh, you weren't going. It's very profound. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Um, so I. So every year, uh, seminarians and priests, we are required to take uh, an annual retreat. Okay. Now it takes different forms uh, from different priests. Um, so here in our diocese, we have a kind of a group retreat that is an option. Um, that usually happens in October. Uh, over at Subiaco Abbey, which is a Benedictine monastery in Arkansas. Uh, and I've gone on that, and I've enjoyed it. Um, so I try to kind of, I think I do that like every other year, yes. generally. And then ev- on the uh, on the off year, you DJ it, you mix I it up. I go somewhere else um, on a, basically, it's five, for me, it's five days of laying low. Um, time with the Lord, spiritual reading, rest, prayer. Um, always there's a little bit of fun. There's a little bit of fun. Ooh. Uh, mixed in. I usually kind of one one of the afternoons of my retreat because I really, I don't sit still very you well. You go repelling? Um, and so I, I just usually will, if, wherever I am, I kind of drive around and see some sights, maybe hit some history. So I've been to the Spiritual Life Center in Wichita. I've been to St. Gregory's Abbey in Shawnee. I've been to uh, the Carmelite Sisters in Los Angeles. Wow. I've been... I've been everywhere, uh, man. And this time you went to? I went to some, uh, some, there were some sisters, beautiful sisters down in New Caney, Texas, right outside of Houston. Okay. But this year I went back to my roots, St. Meinrad Arch Abbey. I thought you were going to say Boston College. Southern Indiana, um, which is where I went to seminary. And then they have a beautiful, they have like, great facilities and uh, opportunity for priests to come and do a retreat. And it's what I like about it is that it they they'll kind of they'll leave you alone if you want to be left alone or you can like jump in on. So there were days when I had mass like by myself. I certainly prayed a lot by myself every day. But then most of the days for mass, I either joined with the seminary community at their eleven thirty mass, mm-hmm. or with the monks of the abbey and their seven thirty a.m. mass, and it was wonderful. Wow. Yeah. 
Okay, give, give me uh, give me something you read because you you and I do something very similar in that we take a stacks we on read. stacks on stacks. Oh, I of do books. take. A, I always take more books than I'm ever going to get through because I don't know what yeah. the good God is going to so say. So I spent most of the week with uh, a book about Saint John Vianney. <laughs> Who did? <laughs> <laughs> it was called The Grace of Ours. Oh, I took I did that over Christmas break. Yeah, it was really quite good. This guy, priest from somewhere on the East Coast, and he, Ars is a town in France. Ars sur Fromont is where uh, St. John Vianney was from, and he lived there, and he was an awesome priest, and I'm a stinky priest, and I want to be more like him. Whoa. And so... I read about him. What? Tell me. Uh, it was maybe, awesome. Give me. Give me. Oh, like, I don't even have. I took like lots of notes. Uh, one of the things that I really picked up uh, in that book was the, uh, like his. Like I, I don't really have a problem with obedience. You know, like I mean, you run into priests who are like, you know, like like which is harder, obedience or celibacy? You know, and I think most priests will say. Yeah, so you know, celibacy is way harder. Por que no los dos? But like John Vianney had, I think obedience was hard for him. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> because he he kind of wanted to be like a monk. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. he, he did. Didn't, he didn't want to be like in active parish ministry. Now we're very different. I do right. I I do not want to be a monk. I have 05 percent uh, monk tendencies. And ninety nine point five percent non monk <laughs> tendencies. Anyway, so that that was just that was just kind of an interesting insight. I mean, I've read a lot about Saint John Vianney. I've been to ours twice. Uh-huh. I love it. Um, anyway, it was just fun to kind of spend the week with him. And then I was reading. I read through like a spend on like doing Lexio. I I just do like a chapter a day. And this I was on um, doing for, like First Corinthians, just working through Saint Paul. And then I finished The Grace of Ours, and I started uh, a book by Sister Ruth Burroughs called To, to what is it called? To, do, to Know Christ Jesus, To Believe. Oh, beautiful. I have to look at that. Anyway, it's kind of, it's just a book, it's a book on prayer. So, yeah. Wow. I, I got that, and there was a, John Vianney had this line in that book that the uh, priest quoted him, and it said, uh, your, your, your bishop may be incorrect in his orders yep but you will never be wrong in obedience and i was like whoa like you will never fail in obedience yeah. if you're obedient to your bishop even though your bishop may be wrong in asking i you remember to that something. came up a lot like during covid especially in the kind of in the big when when so much was unknown about covid you know there were different bishops saying like do not you know don't you may not receive on receive communion on the tongue or you know and you know and people were kind of ticked about it and I loved like that little I mean you can think whatever you want about that whatever but there was like a little undercurrent of people saying yeah I don't I don't agree with my bishop but my bishop has asked me to do this and so I'm out of obedience I'm going to do it and I'm going to trust that my obedience to the to the bishop is is ultimately going to be for my good yeah beautiful yeah so anyway it was cool it was cool. It was very cool. The highlight, though, uh, besides deep prayer and wonderful time with wonderful people in a wonderful place, St. Mindred, um, I also, uh, for my day of uh, getting out and about, I went to uh, French Lick, Indiana. Huh? 
and I visited. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I visited uh, the boyhood. Is that one of the Hoosiers? Home. The Hoosiers? No, I was. I visited the boyhood home of Larry Bird. What? It's there. He's from French Lick. I know, but he the Hick from French Lick. He kept it there. Well, somebody else lives in it now. I just drove by. Oh. I took a and does a sign like I think it's a sign it's a house somebody lives there remember the Garth Brooks house here on <laughs> uh, Duck Street gone, of blessed and, memory and it, it was gone yeah maybe he paid to have it toward anyway down. it was awesome but every priest so every priest has to take a retreat um, I had not I was actually overdue because the last retreat I took was October 2020 whoa and then I didn't take a retreat until February 2022 so that was bad on my part um but it was Get great. With it, it was great. No, I'm so oh, yeah. I'm back. I mean, I'm I'm back in the. You're back. I'm in back ti- in the mix. You're back in time for something that I refer to as Free Carbon Wednesday, uh, a a great season coming up where we we get told to repent and believe in the gospel. A lot. Yes. You made it back in. I think, I yeah, think no, I had to. Yeah, I wanted to be back for Lent. I am going to go during Lent. I am going to go in two weeks. I'm going to Hugo. No, it's actually next week. I'm going to Hugo and Antlers and Boswell. To give a what? To give to their parish mission. I thought you were going to say to be their pastor. I was no, gonna, no, no. I was no. going to throw you a party. Oh, they have a great Woo! pastor. They don't want me. Oh. And then uh, a little bit later on, I'm going to go with some buddies to San Antonio for. To watch basketball. Oh, but that's sweet, in that's sweet like, sixteen. That's like next month. I mean, that's sweet a, sixteen. Yep. A little okay, bit. let's dive into this uh, this Lent because it's it's upon us. I mean, Ash Wednesday. So yeah, Ash Wednesday is this Wednesday. Yep, March second. Depending sir. on when you are listening to Free Carbon this Wednesday show. Uh, what time are your masses? March second. Ma- are noon. Noon. Five thirty. Where? Give us the where. So you, noon, noon and five thirty at Old St. Francis on on six. Noon and five thirty at, at the old and, at the old church. Yep, at sixth and Duck. Yep, and then nine oh nine p.m. at New St. Francis at Xavier. Okay. Yep. Noon, noon and uh, noon five thirty. Those are our, like we try to so get you have it in three Ash Wednesday masses. But the the noon mass, I mean, it's in Little St. Francis Xavier, so it's it only fits like maybe a hundred and fifty people. It'll there. fit more than that. It'll pack them in there. Anyway, yeah. what, what, you, what are you up to? Our mass times are at 7 a.m. Oh, hello. 12.10 p.m. Okay, that's noon, of, noon 10. Uh, 5.30. Okay. And 7.30 in Spanish. In Espanol. So we'll be done kind of right as you're rolling in for uh, year nine. Though there'll be no year adoration nine. and confessions that night? No adoration. We'll, we'll have confessions at 5.30. Okay. Through or, the, during through mass. The, through the mass, mass in Spanish? During mass. Uh, no. You can, and if you want to. I'll, uh, we already have it scheduled to have oh. confessions before. Well, buckle up. I know. In bilingual, es, espanol, inglés. Confesiones en español. Whoa. Muchos. Okay, so why, uh, why, why are we talking why about Lent? Ash Wednesday why and why Lent? ashes? Yes. So yeah, so if you're not familiar. Free on, carbon. On Ash Wednesday, uh, what happens, it's, it's like a regular mass. So it's like a Sunday mass. Uh, Minus the but Gloria. there's no Gloria. There's no creed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little bit shorter in that sense. But then it's also a little bit longer because anyone who wants to can come up and receive ashes on their forehead. Um, and I think that's key, like for especially for our non-Catholic listeners or like somebody who maybe doesn't regularly come to mm-hmm. Mass oh, yeah. or... Like doesn't doesn't or can't receive communion. Uh-huh. Like you can still receive ashes, free carbon. Um, 
So what happens during the Mass, it's right after the homily. Um, the priest uh, comes down and blesses the ashes. Uh, where do the ashes come from? They come from the palms um, from last year's Palm Sunday. If you did not know that, that's a little nice Catholic trivia. Yeah. So then you come forward and you don't say anything, but the priest or the deacon is going to say something. And that is he's going to take some ashes and put them on his thumb and then he is going to smear them in the form of a cross, generally, uh-huh. on your forehead. Ooh. Now you're saying to yourself, well, what if it's 1986 and I have bangs? <laughs> um, like long bangs or teased bangs? Either way. <laughs> we are going to move those bangs right out of the way and put the, the ashes right on your right on your forehead. And we're going to say, so there's actually two options for the, for the, the minister to say. Uh, one of them is repent and believe in the gospel. I love that one. And the other is remember you are dust and to dust you shall return. We're yeah. doing we're doing the second one. Uh, the one remember from you the are book dust of Genesis. and to dust you shall return. So basically you come up, we're going to put these ashes on your forehead and we're going to say you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> you're dust. You're dust. And, and you the, will return to dust. Uh-huh. Your body is going into the ground. So yep. shape up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what's going to happen. And then after, you know, then after anyone who wants to receive ashes receives ashes, then the mass goes on and there's the celebration of the Eucharist and and everything and then Lent begins. Wow. That easy. Yeah. So what's uh, I thought we thought it would be interesting to to sort of talk about what the ashes mean. Yeah, I, I've, so give us a little. I have found over the years little. that oh, we as Catholics, like I do this little, I do a little teaching mass sometimes before mass. Uh huh. And so I've seen that. So I I uh, use the red candle for one one Sunday. Like, where does the red candle in the church come from? And people didn't, know, students didn't know that it came from the temple the temple in Jerusalem, to have a candle that's lit from Sabbath to Sabbath. And guess what? Clay Furley, my campus minister, I know taught, me, taught me that. He's like, oh. it goes from Sabbath to Sabbath. And I was like, what? So also oh. the word like monstrance, yeah. a, a monstrance doesn't mean like a monster. It means to show. To show. To yeah. show. Uh, or in Spanish, they say el custodio, the yeah. caretaker. Yep. So the, this, there's just little things that we as Catholics, we've just been doing them all our life, and we don't know why we do them. And, I, you know, I was thinking, like, what, why ashes? Well, ashes yeah, uh, from the Old Testament. Yeah, why not something else? Uh, ashes from the Old Testament was a sign of repentance. You know, they said they would sit in, you know, dusk. Uh, they dress in sackcloth. Sackcloth and ashes. I don't want that to make a comeback. But it was it was always like the royalty. Sackcloth. I know. The royalty, like David takes off his crown and he covers his head in ashes, kind of like we did last year. We put ashes across the top yeah, of the sky. Yeah, so we'll, let's, get, we'll, get to, let's get to that in a minute because that's interesting too of kind of how there's also there's two things you can say and then there's also two ways ashes can be imposed. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like the idea of sprinkling them across the top of the head because it is one has to, in a way, like they've lost their crown of glory through their sins. Oh. They've lost their royal dignity as kings and queens through their life of sin. Sinners. And so now they have to take off their crown and cover themselves in dust and oh. ashes. It, it, it's a, that mark across the top of our head. 
but what, what is the repentance doing? It's turning us uh, away from our sins, turning us away from our, our failures in life, t- turning us away from the evil that is go- lurking oh, my crown in us, back. And, and turning ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. King of the universe. Yeah. So that like through this great season of Lent, that we're being, we're growing from glory to glory, as St. Paul says. That, that that's what we're, we're we're searching out for what we have lost, uh, like the like the repentant young man in what is that Luke chapter sixteen? Yep, he says like he has lost everything, and he wants it back, and so he knows that he can only live a mediocre life with his father, but he doesn't know that his father is going to restore him back to the place that he had lost, that he had cast out. Like we've lost, we've lost that through our sin. We've lost this through death. Um, And we want the the divine life back. We want to live as sons and daughters of, you know, Mm -hmm. kings and queens Mm -hmm. with our heavenly father. So that uh, on top of the ashes on, on the, on the forehead, it, but the the one on the uh, sorry on the on the crown of the head. So that's what we did last year at the at our at least here that was our bishop's instruction, and which is the norm throughout Europe. I hear to because if you go back to twenty twenty Lent, COVID came during Lent. We had already had Ash Wednesday, and oh. then COVID came to our shores. So Lent was already Lent had already begun. So we've really we've had one Ash Wednesday during. But, yeah. Corona tide. Yeah, and the application of it, like, what are we going to do? Yeah, so there like, was like a sense talk, of yeah. Let me, if you remember masks. last year, we didn't want to be touching everybody, and now, I mean, that we know COVID is not spread through physical contact. physical touch. And, and the other the other way to, to apply the ashes is across the forehead to make a. That's a what you'll of, see most frequently, especially in the United States. Yeah, and I'm I'm always torn with it because you know there's that thing. It's like, hey, uh, do your penance in quiet and don't let everybody else know that you're fasting. And so like. Uh, so, for example, like applying the ashes to the top of your head, no one knows that you've started unless your you're season, bald. Unless you're bald. That's right. And so the application on the forehead has biblical significance, but it's also an external sign to everybody like, oh, hey, I'm fasting. So there's this balance. The equation. I like in Stillwater. I like in Oklahoma. I like that we put it on the forehead. Yeah. Why? Uh, because. Tell this, me why. Why? Because we're not. There's the there's not a lot of Catholics in Oklahoma, um, and so it's a uh, one of the things we're trying to do. We've been over the last week or so in my various newsletters, and I'm going to preach about it a little bit this weekend. Is like to get people ready. If you're going to wear, if you're going to have a big clump of ashes on your forehead, like somebody's going to ask you about it, or they're going to say you got a smudge on your forehead. Yeah, and so you need to, so to be ready. So it's I think it's counterproductive <laughs> if somebody you know if somebody if you have ashes on your forehead and somebody says hey what's you know what's you got, that, what's that on your forehead and you say oh no you know nothing it's ashes or it's just this thing we do at our at my church it's dumb my mom made me yeah like, th- that's counterproductive that's uh, not very evangelical. At the University of Tulsa, other religious organizations would give out ashes on campus, and I'm like, "Stop, stop, stop doing that! You yeah. you don't know like drive through. Yeah, it's like you don't know you've when you muddle it down to yeah. mediocreness, it's yeah. lost the the liturgical aspect of it. You, if you strip it out of the liturgy, yesterday we're giving out free popsicles. Today, ashes. Just drive on by. Yeah, yeah, no. 
So I do like the I do like the physical yeah, one I like on your the, forehead. I like them. Yeah, I like because the it does witness. two things. Yeah, it's a it, it comes from the uh, prophet Ezekiel. You know, with the towel on their on their uh, on their forehead. Tell everybody what a towel is. Uh, the well, the towel. T A U. We're saying it's Greek letter. Yeah, it, it is. It is a Greek letter. Um, it also it, it's like it's, the letter T. It's like the letter T. And it has, I mean, you can do all the research on it you want, but it, it is the sign of the, those people who have turned their lives to God, who have, are marked with this sign. You, you got more information? You're, you're reading something. Oh, no, I was there. just saying that, that I, I was just reading something recently that there, there are, four in, there are four, 40 different passages in the scriptures associated with ashes. Ooh. So, I mean, it's, it's a very, it's a very biblical uh, Principle. So you look at Dan- Daniel, like a Daniel chapter nine. You mentioned Ezekiel. Yeah. I mean, it's all it's all all over the place. So on Ash Wednesday, around here, I, and I think especially like we have a bunch of our high schoolers coming to the seven a.m. Oh, that wow. morning, um, and I'm and I'm glad because then they're going to go. There's probably going to be forty or fifty of them, and then they're going to go to high. They're going to go to school all day, and they're going to have that big cross. And especially if you're in high school and you come in my line. You're getting, you're getting, you're getting a big one. A big T right it's on your It's going to be huge. A big cross. It's not coming off. <laughs> um, but then, so all day, they will have that opportunity to publicly witness to their faith. And yes. not, you know, you're not drawing attention to it, but people are going to look. If you have, unless you got 1980s bangs. You can, and you <laughs> or can, baseball and you bangs. you can hide them. Uh, but you know, I love, bang. I remember as a kid, like seeing some like Catholics on TV on Ash Wednesday, and I would just watch sports all the time. And it's like seeing guys on ESPN with ashes on their forehead. And like, that made me like proud. Like, okay, I'm not, I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm not weird. Even these guys on TV, you know, I wonder, I wonder if the, um, because you know, St. Francis loves the towel, even has the towel cross. St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah. Do you think the San Diego San Diego Padres? Do you think they really like make sure everybody's got a towel on their forehead fresh? Wednesday? I'm offended by that mascot. What? The San Diego Padres. Oh yeah, it's a little Franciscan. Don't they always put a little fat Franciscan on there? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm offended. Oh come on, please. Um, so it's very important that. Uh, you get your Lent off to a good start. Mm-hmm. I agree. I will say this. Ash Wednesday is not, not a holy day of obligation. Whoa. You said it. Many people think it is, um, but it's still very popular. I mean, a lot of people come because we're giving things away. Free ashes. Free ashes. Here. Here's some carbon on your forehead. Yeah. Repent. Believe in the gospel. Yeah. You're going to die. But what I love about it is it's such a popular, I mean, a lot of people come, even though it's like. Kind of a, you know, it's it's not a very uplifting day. You know, people love Christmas and love Easter. Uh-huh. Uh, and people kind of love Ash Wednesday because it's your, it's like calling you to account. Because it, it, I think deep, deep within, even someone who's not particularly religious, even someone without like a kind of a deep religious sensibility, like if you're, if you kind of look at yourself, you know, not church going at all, at all, at all. You look in yourself and you realize there's things about me that need to change. Mm-hmm. I have bad habits. Um, there's this person in my life that I really don't like very much and, and would like that relationship to be repaired. So there's all kinds of things that we all, we're all in need of conversion. We would call it conversion. 
Christians would call it conversion. Um, we call it sin. We call it repentance, you know, so somebody who doesn't go to church may not, you know, may not call it that. Yeah. Metanoia. You're not going to hear that in a, in kind of a secular sense, (laughs) but, but there's a realization within all of us that I am in, I am in need of change. So even all, I mean, look, go to the the bookstore and look at the self-help section. Oh, yes. Look at the podcasts that are out there. Totally. Totally. I mean, so people might say it's, you know, some kind of physical change. Um, I need to go to counseling. I need, you know, okay, great, fine. Mm-hmm. But with deep within, we, we all, there, there's behavioral change. There's a change of heart that needs to happen among us. And we would say Lent is an opportunity to do that, to, to, to invite in the Lord Jesus. So with Prophet Joel, we're going to hear on Ash Wednesday, turn to the Lord with all your heart. You're going to hear repent and believe in the gospel. Remember you are dust and to dust you shall return. And then it's a matter of taking the season of Lent, all, you know, six weeks of it and doing something, doing something. What are you going to do? What's, what's going to, what's going to get rooted out of your life to make room for the Lord? So we say prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We should do a show about... Something along those prayer, lines. Prayer, fasting, and all, maybe alms about alms. Ooh, what, what, oh, we've done a lot on prayer. You can go back. Well, and we do. To number we, of, we've done on fasting too. I don't know if we've ever done a show on alms. Alms. Oh, uh, next week. To, next we week. We to do the etymology. Oh, that. Or is alms. that the etymology? The Al- bugs and words. Alms. Yeah. Alms. A l m s. Al. Alms. The Lent is a beautiful time. I always totally. And, uh, you know, we'll have to talk at a later date about, like, what do we do when we fail? Because, you know, St. John Chrysostom has that, <laughs> ho- that Easter homily. It says, you who forgot to fast, come to the feast. You who didn't do this and this and this, come to the feast. Yeah, most people get, it's similar to a kind of a New Year's resolution, like January 1st, January 2nd. Um, I'm working out every day. I'm going to stop <laughs> smoking. I'm going to, you know, and then, and you know, with kind of with your own willpower, you can do something for two or three days. Yes. But in, I think for a lot of people, their Lenten resolutions quickly fall apart. Th- this is, so I've been interviewing students and don't posting it on guy. social media. Like, what are you doing for Lent? What are you doing for Lent? What are you doing? And if you don't do it with somebody else, you're bound to fail. Yeah, you need some accountability. You know, like we're we're doing a six thirty a.m. We're playing basketball over at New St. Francis in your that gym. That sounds t- like penance. And then at seven oh five, we're going to awesome. go have breakfast in the rectory. Our and rectory. We're gonna, yeah, and we're going to wake you up. Your rectory, our rectory, my, my, my rectory, rectory? Saint Joseph your... Terror Damon's rectory. I love it. Yeah, and then every Tuesday, every Tuesday, dudes are coming season. over. Uh, and then at seven fifteen, we're going to give a talk on the eight evil thoughts of Evagoras of Pontius. <laughs> So random. I mean, well, they they later became. Who's the seven, giving a talk? Myself and Clay Farley, my campus minister. Oh. And so it's going to be. It's it later becomes the seven deadly sins, the eight evil thoughts of Evagoras of Pontia. But there's spell that. E v a g r i u s Evagoras of Pontia. P o okay. So you ready? P o n t u s. Yeah, something like that. He was friends with Basil the Great and Gregory of Nazianza. He was a he was a theologian, a deacon. He was hung out with the Cappadocian fathers, and then he went to uh, he went to Egypt, and, yeah, and then became friends with Saint John Cassin, 
who later handed on his teaching on the eight evil thoughts to oh, Gregory the Great, okay. of which became the seven deadly sins. Wow. So we're going to do a little teaching How on this. How many people are coming to this? Uh, we have Just a, dudes? Yeah, it's just dudes. So I have a group of dudes that I've invited, and each of like the focused missionaries, the missionaries, each of those dudes has a group of five or six guys they've invited. Clay Furley has a group of five or six dudes they've invited. Well, I hope I'm awake and now out of the house. Dude, you're going you're gonna to be awake. By the time I'm usually out early, you're usually days. out. Stop by and shoot some threes on some people. Oh, you could sub in for me. I have vis- recently visited the boyhood home of Larry Bird. Oh, <laughs> I could channel my my inner Larry Bird. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's a walk necessity. in and say, which one of you guys is going to finish here in second? <laughs> is that what he used to say? That's what he used to do. Like at the three point contest, he'd walk into the locker room and he'd say, which one of you guys is going to finish in second? Then he'd go out and win it. Dang. Oh, yeah. Who, him or Steph Curry would win a three-point contest? Bird. He was more accurate. Yep. Steph Curry just throws him up. No, he's good. He's a good player, but it's not Larry Bird. Whoa. I like that. Take that, all you people. Oh, wow. <coughs> Causing some controversy. But the, okay, so, so Lent is coming up. So if you're listening to this, you need to be thinking about what you're going to do for Lent. Prayer, fasting, Almsgiving. Uh-huh. At the parish, St. Francis Xavier, we're offering numerous uh, prayer opportunities. So actually this Saturday, which is January, February 20-something, uh, 26th, we're having a prayer retreat, Whoa. Uh, which is actually full. It's, it's full already. We have like 60 people signed up. Um, and then, But we're doing little prayer groups. It's called Invitation to Personal Prayer. There's several groups going on. And then we have a little Lenten Lexio, which is going to be on Thursdays yeah. uh, at 1210 and at 6 p.m., that is, uh, it'll just run about 40 minutes. We're going to look at the upcoming Sunday Mass readings. Uh, that's an opportunity. We're doing a Catholic young adult Bible study. Uh, missing something. Anyway, we're doing lots of stuff at St. John. Love it. We'll talk about that next. Uh-huh. All right, we're out of here. Hope you have a great day. Peace. God bless you.